Hey, Rooster Boosters, it's the big guy. I'm excited. You're excited. We're about a, almost a month away from the new season, the 2021 season, the MLR. We open up against San Diego in Vegas. Um, you know, Hopefully, we can get a watch party going at the Pig & Whistle. I'm going to be in contact with Cormac soon to talk about um, their opening um, and seeing what is, is might or might not be easing of the um, COVID restrictions to see if we could do something. And if not, maybe we'll just do a virtual um, uh watch party uh you know maybe i'll set up a live stream and just go through it and maybe the big guy will give you some some of his comments during the match um but beyond that we're doing a new interview series um you know i i, I did an interview series during covid i got players like charlie hewitt robert remerskew i got the butcher um uh um jake fury uh kirk hamilton and and now i'm trying to get some of the guys who have just come in uh all the guys have reported in for preseason. um they're doing their two-week uh, mandatory uh, quarantine, they're getting tested, the whole nine yards. Um, so what we're doing is it's called running a Bronco with the big guy. And, you know, for those of you that obviously know what a Bronco is, it's a set of sprints that you do and it's timed. There's a metric there to, to make sure you're up to snuff. Um, it consists of, of about 15 sprints. So we have 15 questions we're asking these guys and um, it's going to be a lot of fun, going to be exciting. Um, we're going to have some new faces. We're going to have some old faces. Uh, the big guy's very happy to do it. He loves bringing you guys content, so please check it out. We're going to try and drop a couple every couple days. Um, and we might have a couple surprises in there, too. So, uh, you know, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, review, rate, subscribe on Apple iTunes. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on social media, at RooneyFans on all platforms. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. And check it out. And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to another episode of Rooster Booster Time. And and I'm really excited. I'm doing a new interview series on, as the lead up to the 2021 season. The new schedule has just dropped. We're starting at uh, in Vegas, unfortunately, again, uh, this time playing San Diego. Uh, luckily, it's an away match, so we're not really losing anything. But we're starting in Vegas, and, and the big guy's a little scared. Uh, we all know why. We, we know what happened last year against the Free Jacks. But anyway, we're doing this new inter interview series called uh, running a Bronco with the big guy and um, you know what it, what it is is just to get to know the players some you know talk about 2021 um, what their expectations are things like that so the first player we have here uh, played his first year in the MLR last year as a rooster starting off with a bang I mean clocking 175 meters gain three line breaks and dotting two very exciting tries in his debut against the AGs in Vegas that was that second match in Vegas that we all liked um, he was named the MLR top 15 team of the week at center and he was also named the MLR player of the week in week two this is Troy Lockyer. Troy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be on. Yeah, you know, it, it's we. I've been trying to catch up with some guys, and, and you know, you were back uh, in England, so that that time change, it, the time zones are a little tough to kind kind of get the the UK guys. So you know, mm -hmm. I had some of the local guys. So it's glad it's glad that you know we I can get you. You're back in New York. You just told me you know you're you're, you're done with your quarantine, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so now you're free. You can at least go out and get a bite to eat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So um, it's 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 nice to see you. Um, 
I know not all the not the whole team is here yet, but they're all getting here. So it's it's just nice to see that we're moving forward. The schedule has been retinkered with. Uh, all the other teams in, in the MLR are set to go, so it's great. So we're going to start off with the first question. Um, so the first question is pretty simple. What made you fall in love with rugby? Um, I think the thing I loved, like straight from the bat, was just I loved the fact that you you know, don't even uh, you don't need to just be skillful. You can also be athletic. You know, you know, there's the contact element. There's so many parts of the game which I think a lot of sports don't have. Um, and I loved kind of that all-roundedness of the sport. So it kind of was a big thing when I first started playing that I just like fell in love with and you know wanted to keep going with it yeah I mean I think it, it's so fluid and you don't have to you know especially as a kid like what you don't have to specialize in it like you would have to do in American football you know you can just kind of run around it and, and have some fun it's a lot of free-flowing so I could see why a lot of kids fall in love with it yeah um, at, at that point uh, speaking of that so the second question is when did you first find the pitch uh, so I was, so I always, everyone obviously, I get asked this question a lot and I think, I don't know the exact year, but I think I was about five. Um, and I remember it distinctly because I remember my dad, so we used to live near a place called Pulborough in England. And my dad opened like the Sunday time, Sunday newspaper or whatever. And in the page, there was an advert for our local rugby club. Never played, my dad had never played, never, he was always playing football, soccer. Um, and yeah, he just basically was like, oh, do you want to go down to the local rugby, like the rugby club? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I went down, didn't have any rugby boots or anything. So just had my like Wellington boots, like my red <laughs> boots. And he was just like, well, you can play in those. So I was literally there running around the field in my big boots. And uh, yeah, basically just fell in love with it. So yeah, five years old. No, it's, it's, you know, I think, and that's the typical experience for a lot of guys playing from the UK or the Southern Hemisphere. And I hope that becomes the typical experience for a lot of Americans. You know, the big guy, I've said it many times on many different shows. I fell in love with the sport uh, when I was 16, when a teacher showed it to me. And then in college is when I first found the pitch. So, you know, it was, it was way, my experience is way different. And the level of, of playing that I experienced is way different. Um, nothing that that can even come close to what you, you know you did at Berkeley or anything like that. But um, it's, it's just funny because we can share that same on-field experience, even being at different levels, and, and that's always nice. So the next question is, what has been your favorite moment playing rugby? Um, I think so. My third year, so my uh, junior year at Berkeley, um, it was the national semi-final um, and our big rival Berkeley was St. Mary's, who were just down the road and like yeah. every time we played them was always, you know, even just a normal playoff, like normal regular season game was always yeah. just the biggest game of the season. And we ended up uh, meeting them in the semi-finals at their place. So we're away, massive crowds, gorgeous day. My mum actually and my, my sister had flown over from England. Nice. It was like an unbelievable occasion and uh, we were down in the last play of the game we basically just worked our way up the field and uh, scored in the, in the final play to win the game and send us to the national championship so that was that was probably the most like you know just ridiculous feeling i've ever had in, in, a, in a game and just you know just loved every minute of it um, yeah no it's and, I, and again that's another i think experience that a lot of people have in many different sports from youth all the way up to let's say high school or if you had the had to play in college is, is you have that one game you're always going to remember and your friends are always going to talk about and i'm sure you can go back to your your old teammates and and really I'm, especially that one considering it's a semi-final you know yeah. 
birthing your way to the final, finishing it to death to finish out your your rival, who we call the fake Gales of, of St. Mary's. Um, you know, because the real Gales are at Iona College in New Rochelle. Uh, that's uh, that's a big guy thing. I'm, I'm I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that. that was, yeah, there's there's a couple Gales, but you know, the real Gales are at Iona in New Rochelle. Yeah, and that's I'm biased. I'm, I'm an Iona guy. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's funny you mentioned your your mother and your sister were there. So this kind of is a, is an interesting question. Number four is, what's your favorite comfort food? Because I mean, I'm sure you you enjoyed the fact that your your family got to watch you play obviously that's a comfort so what's your favorite comfort food um well so my actually like especially you know the last what nine months i've been home and i've actually been living with my mum and my nan because they lived like nice. in the same house so i've been there for back in england so i've literally just had the most ridiculous home food <laughs> the last nine months my mum and my nan are both just like the best cooks in the world um <laughs> So I think it's got to be something that they do. So my nan, for example, she's unbelievable at making like meat and potato pies. Yeah. Um, so like that is just like, and it just makes me think of England, kind of makes me think of like being younger and stuff. So that's kind of probably going to be my, yeah. Your go-to, yeah. Comfort food, sorry. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, you, you can't beat that. You, uh, especially, you know, I'm coming from an Italian family myself. You can't beat the home cooking, and and you know, we always had Sunday dinners and all that stuff. So, I totally agree with that. Anything that can link you back to your childhood and something that your family cooks is usually going to be like I think number one on everybody's list. Yeah. Um, so we act, we had the the truncated season in 2020. We're looking forward now to 2021. Um, currently, right now, if you're listening or watching. Um, it, it is unlikely that there are going to be fans in the stands for Rooney matches, and, and that's okay. You know, it's been expected. That's the expectation the club has set up, so that way people, you know, understand. And, and we and we might get to go to a, a match, you know, maybe later in the season as things open up. So, question number five is: If fans aren't allowed in the stands this season, how will your experience be different personally? Um, I think honestly, it won't won't change massively. Um... I think obviously it's going to be a pretty unique, uh, unique experience. Like it's you know even through college, like you know it's been a long time since I played a match that hasn't had anyone. You know at school we didn't have the massive crowds. It's not like American sport here, but you know there's still there's some people cheering you on. Um, but I think honestly it's not going to change that much of the experience. You know the excitement you know from our end is going to be just as much. It's you know you've mm-hmm. worked so hard, so you know on the Saturday it doesn't really matter if there's a thousand people, no people, like you know. Um, so I think yeah, it's not going to change massively. I think everyone's going to be just so raring to go. So it's going to be it's going to be exciting, and I know it's going to create a lot of entertainment. So yeah, and and you know, I mean, I think now MLR is young, and you do have you know, you only have a certain amount of fans. You know, in the past couple of seasons, going to matches, and depending on where you play, if you play you know up at Starfire, you have the same amount of fans that you would have for Rooney, but they're really tight and all together. So I'm sure they can they could be a loud bunch. Yeah. At MCU Park, it's a little different because we're spread out. So I think really you know there's actually a plus to it i would think uh, on the pitch is that you can clearly communicate <laughs> you know, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's easy to be heard it's easy to hear whatever you know coaches or other players are, are doing or calling for you so i think uh i think there's it's actually a, a plus for, for think, you guys on the pitch and to your point as well i think it's been quite interesting to see kind of the home and away advantages like if there's actually going to yeah. be you know that's going to kind of even the playing ground playing, playing ground out you know like you know now there's no fans does it really matter if you're flying away or you're playing at home yeah so, no, definitely. I mean, I think uh, we were talking about, uh, I was talking with uh, my buddy Rob at NOLA. I think they said something like there's about 10,000 seats in the stadium in NOLA and they can have about 2,500 people spread out. So I wonder, you know, 
Yeah, yeah twenty five hundred people is a lot, but if you're that spread out, you know, yeah. is it really going to make a difference? So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Vegas might be a whole different story. Who knows how many people are going to show up? It's it's a short ride from San Diego, yeah. so I'm going to assume they're going to have a lot of Legion fans there. And you know, as we know, Legion fans are very loud, the cohort cohort and all that. Um, so we're going to see. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how it's going to be different. Um, so this is uh, this is a, a a fun question I like to ask a lot of guys. So right. You know, last year you were playing center a lot. I'm sure this year you're going to be playing center a lot. <laughs> but if you could play another position, which one would you want to play? Um, I mean, I think just because obviously physically I would never be able to play that position. But I think like number eight or something because I'd yeah. love to have like you know I love the fact that they can be so athletic but also you know big and strong and just be such a good ball carrier. Um, but then still be skillful and kind of possess some of the skills that like you know maybe I have at, at the moment. So yeah, maybe something like a number eight, uh, a number eight or a back rower. Um, I, yeah. I, was, I thought you might, you're probably thinking I might say a front rower then. But no, <laughs> yeah, I was going to be a front rower. That's the one thing I'm not going to do. <laughs> yeah, because you were like, oh, I'm not built for it, and immediately I went, is he talking about tight head? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but yeah, no, I could see, I could see why you know number eight is. is they are they they have to be skilled ball handlers you know yeah. it, it, you know they they support the scrum half uh as, as much as far as making a decision on things in the scrum uh, we saw that last year when when bastro was playing the eight and we had marcus walsh in at the nine and you know marcus didn't have as much experience coming in early on and i think basta kind of was like you know if he thought there was a little indecision he'd just pick and go to reset and marcus would reset and then they'd start to play again so i think you know believe it or not number eight has a lot to do with some of the tactics sometimes just off the end of the scrub so and you know your your rugby iq is you know high up there so I, I could see you pretty much playing anything on the pitch believe it or not but you know um so this this is a good question i got this uh from my buddy rob uh he asked this uh, um on one of my other shows and, and i thought this was a perfect question for every mlr player um so you're playing a backyard game of touch and you're the yeah. captain of one of the two teams right you get to pick first pick and you can choose any current or former teammate. Who are you going to select? Uh, so this is straight away two people jump to mind. Uh, Benji Marshall, um, rugby league player. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, also rugby league player, who's now just actually converted to Union. Mm -hmm. um, I think if we were to play like this weekend and was wanting someone in their peak state, I'd go for Roger because he's slightly younger. and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably him just because his footwork's so good, skillful, just uh yeah, I yeah. know an absolute menace in the in the backyard. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's funny, you know, I I never even thought of I mean, you know, because we, 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 we watch Union and MLR and yeah. you know, league isn't as big obviously in the United States, although, you know, we got teams like, you know, we have Brooklyn has a team that's really good that goes to the finals a lot in, in the in league in the United States, but a lot of people don't see it here, so it's it's Interesting that you pick two league guys, but I, I know why. I mean, you know, you have to kind of be like that light of foot and have that step to, to play league, yeah. um, you know, to open up that space. So actually, those are it was a surprising choice, but I understand they're really, yeah, really yeah. good choices. Have you have you asked anyone else that question? Not yet. You're you're the you're the first one. Uh, I think I think Will Leonard is next on my list, so I'm going to yeah. ask him, and, and I'm sure he's going to go with the Union guy. He doesn't yeah. seem like much of a league fan, but he's going to support someone like some Irish lad, probably. Yeah. Like he wants to be direct, yeah, really direct player. Like he, he was like, that's not yeah. what 
<laughs> yeah, no, we're talking about touch. You're supposed to kind of be like, you don't have to go straight up. That's Will's mentality, though, right? He's like yeah, a friggin'. Yeah. He was perfect for being on the rhinos because he just friggin' goes straight, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> now I'm wondering what he what he would say. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to ask him that question. Um, so number eight, um, you you mentioned that you were living with your mother and your nan uh, back in England during the quarantine and COVID. So what did you do with your time away from rugby? Um, so actually, uh, I kind of wanted to use the time to try and like work on things that maybe that aren't that good in my game. So for example, like I had a few like niggles and stuff that were bothering me during last season. Mm-hmm. I think just the four years of rugby and like, you know, then going into MLR, like I didn't really have a long off season for all that time. Yeah. Um, so I think I kind of wanted to use this window of time, however long that was going to be to try and just like, you know, work on those things, try and get stronger, um, and kind of more durable in the game. Um, so that was a, kind of a big thing that I wanted to work on. And then just, um, I also wanted to kind of focus on some things outside of rugby. So um, I could do a lot of like film editing and like graphic design and stuff. So I kind of wanted to start working on some things that, you know, potentially that I could do, you know, out of the season, you know, like during the season. So because um, obviously you just never know <laughs> what's around the corner. So I think it's always, it's always good to be prepared. So um, yeah, I just tried to, and, and also just basically just spend as much family time as possible because you know, I've been away from home for a long time, um, so just being back with the family was just like an absolute blessing, and you know something I'm so grateful for. So spending time with them was uh, definitely a big focus of mine. And you know, I'm I'm glad you were busy. You know, I mean, I imagine I imagine if you weren't busy, you'd go stir crazy in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, my my, uh, my the place where I was, was was like literally in the middle of nowhere. So it was yeah. amazing. It was an amazing place to be for quarantine and lockdown because you know you were able to leave the house and there was a garden and stuff. Yeah. But actually, you know, when we did open up a bit, like it's a nightmare to get anywhere. Or you know, it's just so. Yeah, I basically built a home gym the first <laughs> week, and that like kept me sane for nine months. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I interviewed uh, Rob Emmerskew and he did the same thing where he, he got, you know, he pretty much did a home gym. He's a gym rat. So the first yeah. thing he did was do a home gym. And, you know, he's like, first thing I did was I was doing squats every day. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that's, you know what? That's just, that's his thing. He, he's a gym rat. He loves it. So yeah. might as well do it. Um, but no, that's, you know, graphic design, film editing. Obviously, I, I'm very amateur at it, as you guys can see as you watch my videos. But, you know, it's, it's something you can perfect. So over time, I could see somebody like i said somebody who has your rugby iq and just speaking with you i know you're you're you know a smart guy i can see you excelling in that so that's great and that's you know it's something you could do from your house and maybe you can make a little money off of it one day you know yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh number nine um this is a question that i got off of my friend brendan smith who has a podcast about uh wales uh rugby rugby in wales and um he said he he asks every pro player what is the best part of being a pro? The grind during the week leading up to the match or the match itself? I mean, so I think it's obviously, you know, the game days are obviously amazing. You know, that's, you know, if there was no game days, it'd probably be pretty hard to put those grinds in during the week. Um, so I think it's kind of, and I'm going to go, for probably not a very uh, enjoyable answer, going to go for a bit of both. Because I think, you know, obviously I love the Saturdays, like, you know, it's amazing, amazing experience. And it's, you know, ultimately the reason why we play the sport, you know, to entertain, to, to enjoy ourselves. Um, but I think there's something just so good about grinding, you know, with a group of people, a group of guys, a group of girls, whatever. And you're just getting through it and you're getting through a hard training session, a cold day, a rainy night. Like you get through those sessions and you kind of... You're putting those, you know, like putting stuff into the bank. Like it's just, 
it's just unbelievable and um you know you just feel so much better for it and you, you feel like you're accomplishing something so um yeah it's, i think it's kind of a bit of both like i love the grinds but then also i think if you didn't have the saturday then i think the grind would be <laughs> would probably be quite hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah no definitely uh as Tampa Bay is playing in the Super Bowl this weekend, and uh, Tampa Bay legend Warren Sapp had a famous quote uh, um, when he was speaking to the NFL owner about signing his new contract after being a rookie. He said, "You pay me to practice Monday to Saturday." Goes Sunday, I play at my pleasure, and um, you know I think every pro athlete has that mentality where they know the grind week is where they can fine tune, hone their game create that synergy with you know the men or the women they're playing with and then excel in it on on saturday or sunday depending on when the match is and i think every pro has that in them so it's, it's one of those things where i can see why you like both you know it you, yeah. you have that you the lead up is exciting and then you get to actually perform so yeah. listen that that's a great answer i love it and i think also with the grind part as well like um oh, i've just lost my train oh no no so basically <laughs> i just yeah, lost my train of thought um <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh no, it probably wasn't very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yo, we'll get back to it. We'll find it. So number ten is is, a, is one of uh, one of my uh, questions that I picked, and I'm not sure how the Rooney guys will, will like it. But besides the Rooney kit, which we all know is the best of 2021, cool. uh, the the home blues, the away oranges. If you were just hanging around the house, which kit would you wear? Just hanging around the house. I've like what which team's kit would I wear? Yeah, besides Rooney, besides Rooney. Um, well, so I like, I do support like my team in in England is Wasps, mm-hmm. so I do like the black and yellow. Um, and I know I I wouldn't want to be wearing too much of that because people might think so. I was the same. <laughs> um, that's probably I do I do love those colours. I'm a big I like a black with a kind of like a bright colour with it, so the black and yellow works well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that I'm makes sense. Wasps. Got it. No, yeah, you know what? It's to each their own. I don't have it in the background, but I'm a Saracens fan, and I love that red and black. And oh, that's like, yeah, you, Utah has that those fire red and black colors that I love. So I can definitely see, you know, the wasps. The they when they wear the hoops with the green, black, and yellow, it looks really good. Yeah. So, you know, and it's it's a great color combination. Um, so this is this is another quarantine question. Um, what was the hardest moment during your quarantine? Um, I think the hardest part, so basically, I don't know if you know much of kind of how the quarantine went in, do you mean the quarantine just now or the quarantine the last year? Either, either, either or whatever you felt was the hardest part. Cause I know you guys just recently had another lockdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, so exactly. So when I went back in March, we were in kind of full lockdown for two months, whatever it was. And that was, it was difficult, but you know, I was back home, I was with the family and like, you know, you just kind of cracked on everyone was. It's just you know, you just it wasn't that difficult. I was building my home gym, and I was kind of you know, I was putting putting my effort into that. So that kind of didn't you know didn't feel like a stress. It was just you know, we also didn't know how long it was going to last for. Yeah. Um, we thought maybe you know in the summer that we were all going to be back, you know, as if nothing had happened. Um, but then kind of summer opened up a bit, and then it was kind of the end of end of 2020, um, kind of beginning like October time, October November. Uh, that got kind of got quite tough because it was like our second it was like the second round of it yeah and I think after you know six months of that and really looking like actually we're actually probably in a worse position than we were six months ago and we've done all this um so that's the time that I found really hard and I think naturally as well like that six month window I'd been able to direct myself I'd been able to put my attention to other stuff outside of rugby training or whatever but then that kind of six month window I was a bit like 
we haven't even they haven't even talking about the next MLR season yet. Like, is that even going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know direction is such an important part in people's life, and I think you know when you're working hard, you're grinding. Like, you need to have something to work to. Um, and I think just maybe that that you know month or two, six weeks or whatever was was tough because I, I didn't wasn't really too sure what direction I was going in because you know we didn't know if there was going to be another season like what was what was going on and when it was going to start. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say that kind of end of 2020 was was, was pretty tough. Um, and then when they announced the season, it kind of you know it was a, a kind of a, a reboost of energy. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I could, I could, I, you know, it, in New York, we had a first lockdown quarantine and we haven't gone back to the lockdown since, but they've had, have been put restrictions on different, uh, they have different like zones, like what's a red zone versus a yellow zone versus an orange zone. And, you know, if you're coming out of a red zone, you have to do this. And, and it, I think they knew that if they just did a full lockdown, that people will kind of go stir crazy again. Um, so I can, I definitely see how that was the hardest. But you know what? Being a, a young player, being a guy who was in the MLR last year and looking forward to this year, because I mean, you were you were hot to trot, you know, going going in when you were playing, um, you know, it, it was it was it was everything about about the magician. So I mean, yeah. I you know, it kind it kind of it's it's sad that it got cut short because you know people were talking about you to be you know the the MLR rookie of the year. Um, so I think it's it's for you especially. I can see why it's tough, and I can see you know. How happy you probably were that you saw the light at the end of the tunnel with the announcement of the season. Exactly. Yeah. So, th- so this this next one is a quick hitter. Um, this is this is like age dependent, position dependent. This could be like an American versus versus uh, uh, you know a UK thing, but yeah. it's, I think it's an important question. So number twelve is high socks or low socks? Uh, high socks. I, I always like the high socks. I don't understand why guys like yeah, the high socks. Really into me at Berkeley. We we're always yeah. uh, we're always told to roll the socks up. It's part of part of the equipment, so we need to wear them properly. Um, yeah, I used to get extra shoelaces to tie them up and the whole nine yards. You know, yeah, I like I like the high socks. Old yeah. school. Yeah, I think you know Matina is like a low sock guy. I don't know. He's he's very new wave, I guess. Rebellious. <laughs> um, so number 13, this might be a controversial question for some people, but which MLR team are you looking forward to playing in the upcoming season? Uh, so I've asked, uh, who, who, uh, well, I think actually San Diego, I think honestly is one I'm pretty excited about because unfortunately was injured. So I wasn't able to, you know, have a chance to play in that game last year. And, you know, obviously we've got a bit of bad blood with them. Um, yeah. So I think I'm pretty excited about that game, to be honest. But honestly, like, oh, actually, the other one actually that I'm also very excited about is DC because I've got I've got a few mates on there, so a few Cal Berkeley <laughs> mates. So I, if we were able to play against each other, line up against each other, that would be oh. uh, special and definitely want to make sure I'm coming away with the W and not them. Absolutely. You know, it's it's for the fans that don't know if you're new to the MLR Rooney, you know, the 2019 season we played San Diego and San Diego beat us at the death in the semifinal. Last year, up until the last five minutes of, of the game, the last game we played in 2020 against San Diego, it was back and forth and then San Diego kind of blew it open at the end and we were right into it at the end. And San Diego, I think, was undefeated at the time, um, you know, playing, playing great rugby. And, and honestly, they could have won the Shield last year again, you know, but we'll never know. I guess the Seawolves are... are you know, still champions. They 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 claim. Uh-huh. I don't know how you can claim that when you didn't have the best record. But you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, and and DC is going to be, I think, a nice spot. They have a nice new stadium in Virginia. Yeah. Um, they might be open to fans. I have I'm, I have some contacts down there. Um, 
I think they're in the same boat right now as New Orleans would be, which is just um, 25% capacity, and they're only going to do um, uh, season ticket holders. But I think we play their oh, the away match later on, so that might open up. It might be something we get to, to visit you guys. And, and that's that's the one thing we're trying to do here, and we didn't get to do it in 2019, and obviously we didn't get to do it in 2020, is to go to away matches and make sure you guys are supported in away matches. So, you know, maybe not this year, but hopefully in 2022 we can really open that up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to sneak into the home matches. I mean, you might have to, like, you know, really get security guards because I'm going to finagle my way in. Um, so we're coming up to the last couple questions, the, the last part of our, our Bronco here. So uh, number 14 is, what is your favorite part of New York? Um, well, I did actually, like, I mean, I wasn't really, I did really enjoy my time in Harlem. Um, and I was like, you know, where we were living, like in our house was really nice. Um, I think the places that I've been to that I, you know, would love to live. I mean, kind of that meatpacking district, Chelsea, all that area is so nice. Like, I mean, undeniably very nice. Um, but I think probably the place that I loved the most was I loved Williamsburg and uh, Brooklyn. So, you know, I think I think Connor's over that way. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that's just such a cool part of town. It actually reminds me quite a lot of London, um, kind of like Shoreditchy quite vibes. Um, so yeah, I, I like the look of that, and you know, maybe sometime I might might live over there. Um, but yeah, no, that's probably my favorite, I'd say. Nice. No, no, they're great areas. You know, meat packing's you know huge. You know, when I was younger and I was working in the city and living close to Manhattan, you know, I was you know like to go out and, and have a good time. My wife lived in Manhattan when we were dating. Uh, all the way up in Washington Heights, though, it sucked to try and get to her from where I lived. It was like an hour train ride down walk all the way across the west side and take a 30 minute subway ride all the way up to to basically the george washington bridge because i couldn't drive there because there was no freaking place to park anywhere yeah it was thank god thank god like three years later she moved in with me because i was like this relationship isn't gonna last <laughs> if i have to if i have to travel two and a half hours to really only go 30 minutes you know yeah uh, but yeah, no, those are great. You know, Brooklyn. Obviously, there's tons of things to do in Brooklyn. Tons of tons of things to do in Queens. Um, you know, go out to MCU Park. You know, have a have a hot dog at Nathan's, or just or just hang out. You know, like you were saying in in Williamsburg, and, and it's there's so much to do, so much to see. We always have a lot of fans come, and we're allowed to have fans, and everybody, you know, they reach out to the fan club. You know, what do you do? So I always try and let everybody know, like you can do all this stuff and still go watch rugby. So it, it's great. Um, so we're coming up to the last question. Uh, I think again, this is a, this is a big question for a lot of you guys. I'm going to ask um, number fifteen, the last one. What is your expectation for the 2021 season? Personally, or is just in the, the season as a whole? Any you you? It's up to you. I think as a season as a whole, I think it's just going to be like you know super exciting. I think just the way the season had been going last year, and you know each year, I think it was just growing, growing, getting more and more exciting. You know the games were coming, becoming more and more competitive, um, and I think this year we'll just kind of you know just build on top of that. And I think if you look at the kind of the teams, you know there's so many teams just signing a load of good players. Like there's so many good players coming back. Um, so I think there's a load of teams who've got a legitimate opportunity to actually win the win the title, which just obviously makes it so exciting. Um, so yeah, so I think just, just yeah, super excited for it. Um, and I think personally, just yeah, just excited to grow more and just learn more. And you know, the new guys coming in, guys who were here last year, just yeah, just continue to develop. You know, we're we're training in a new place now, kind of a new base. Um, so it's just like a really exciting time for the team. Um, yeah, and just uh, yeah, just build where we left off, and hopefully, uh, hopefully get a few Ws. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so looking forward to the start of the season. 
you know, I've, I've been biding my time. I've been trying to get, you know, everybody some content and it's been tough. And, and now the season's right there. It's, it's almost like a month away. And it's like, it's almost, you could just, just see it and just want to grab it. And it's right there. And I'm so super excited. And, you know, if we can ride that momentum, you know, we have a bunch of new guys. We have a bunch of guys coming back. I think it's a good mix um, of, of talent. It's a good mix of, of, you know, older players who, who can kind of teach younger guys some cheeky bits of the game they might not know about, you know? Definitely. That was one of the things I learned when I was when I was playing. Uh, we would always play this this men's club and after the match, they'd, be, they'd teach us little things like, you know, how, how, you know, what kind of angle can you really come at when you're scrummaging to kind of give yourself a little advantage, you know, yeah. things like that. And uh, as Rooney gets gets more of these players that have that skill, they can transfer it on to the younger guys and the academy players and stuff. So it's super exciting to see what Rooney has in store as far as we know what the roster is going to look like. Can't wait to see the first 15, which I'm sure Troy's going to crack first shot. Um, we all we all know it. Um you know, so uh, it's 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 the end of the Bronco. You finished out strong, man. I think you had a I think you had a good uh, a good sub- time. I, Hopefully, a sub five, surely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What's your? I mean, do you think? Okay, so here's here's an extra. We're gonna do an extra sprint for us. Question sixteen. What time do you think you're gonna get on your first Bronco when you actually start running them? Uh, I hope for like a maybe like a four thirty, four forty, something like that. Um, I haven't run one for a while, so. Um, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But yeah, something well, that would be nice. Well, all you guys have been putting in work, so I expect you guys to get into game shape very quickly. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like a regular season where the first couple of days you're really slogging it on. I think you know after day two, you guys will be right into it. I mean, yeah. between you, Connor, uh, James Rochford is is putting up. Evan Minturn's like bare knuckle boxing people. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. So he's been doing triple days for nine months. Like. <laughs> He's racked up about 7,000 workouts in the off-season. I know. It's insane. It's insane. Kyle Sumption was out in the snow with no clothes on the other day, yeah. doing whatever he was doing in the, in, in the woods he lives in. In trees. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like Rocky in Siberia, yeah. I swear. So I think, uh, and you know, you have Hanko, you know, wrestling steers and, and everything he does. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a fun season. Troy, thank you so much for being on the show. I truly appreciate the time here. Um, and Rooster Boosters, I'll see you all next week.